Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. people and give the people what they want mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you got to give the people give the people what they want <laughs> man let me look here shout out to Jalen Rose man of the Jalen and Jacoby podcast that's something that they say that's their theme song to starting their podcast and honestly that's how I feel right now that's how I feel. I can only imagine. I cannot be too animated. No, you cannot. I hope you keep it at a level one. <laughs> I'm going to keep it at a level one. But I got to be a little animated. But I'm just glad to be back, man. For those who don't know what a world this is, Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is, where Filter Becomes Extinct Podcast. And today's show is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, your voice, your independence, your platform. So join us as we work to build a listener and podcaster-centric podcast ecosystem by going to www.blogtalkradio.com. Houston, here we come. But this episode is also brought to you by Take Action Apparel and Gear, the brainchild of actor Gabriel Silva, to stand up to bullying through fashion and accessories that let you be you. Bullying. Mm. That word stands out to me. If you want to support the cause, visit www.takeactiongear.com and purchase something to support the cause. I have my co-host at the moment until she decides to flake out or starts doing something else and helping in another way for the podcast. Artesia Swindle, how you doing today? I'm good. I like how you keep saying <laughs> for the moment. Yeah, I know. I just be doing that to just talk yeah. my shit, man. You know? Um, before we get the podcast started, I wanted to give a big uh, give send my condolences out um, to Bobo. You don't know him. He is someone that was somewhat like a father figure in my life. He used to crack jokes with me all the time. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, talk about the way I dressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember coming over to his house one time, and he was a um, the father of one of my high school friends, then high school friends. And um, when I was talking, when I would come over, I remember coming over one day with like a pink polo shirt on, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Pink, hmm. yeah." You know, and he just kind of looked at me, and he was like, "You know what they say about boys who wear pink?" And it's funny because the I think one of the first couple of times that I went back to Texarkana with you, yeah. we went over to his house and mm-hmm. he was like, oh, this is the this is the boy that wears the pink shirt. Yeah. Like, after <laughs> kept, all those years. After all those years. You know, he kept going. You know, he always cracked jokes on me, you know, like gay jokes and shit. But, I, you know, I'm comfortable in my skin, so I never took offense to it. Very funny guy. Best, outside of my grandfather, probably some of the best ribs that you could ever eat. Um, great house to go over to when you wanted to play video games. You know, I go over to play video games with his son, play basketball with his son, so on and so forth. Ah, oh, the childhood memories. Yeah. So shout out to Bobo Man and um, condolences to his family. Rest in peace, rest in love. And uh, I definitely, you know, hope and wish 
your family the best. And if there is a such thing as the other side, I hope you landed on the good other side. Because mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out, do we? is it really another side? Is it really? Also, before we get into the podcast, I want to give uh, my condolences to the family of Stefan Clark, mm-hmm. um, the Sacramento kid that was killed again um, by the police. I'm still trying to understand how um, the perpetrator that they were there are supposed to be there looking after. From my understanding, the last time I heard on the news, uh, Stephon Clark was not the perp that they were initially looking for because he was in the backyard of his own house. Yeah, his they, grandmother's house. Mm-hmm. They were looking for some. Well, I guess they received a call saying that someone was um, breaking glass mm-hmm. and they were hiding in someone's backyard. And that's the thing. But yeah, even they, if that's the case and you got a call for someone breaking, breaking glass, glass how did you feel the need to shoot somebody 20 times? And what was even more disturbing to me this morning when I was watching Good Morning America, they were showing the video and the whole body cam thing got implemented so that we would be able to have a behind the scenes view of what actually went on and after all those shots were fired one of the officers was like hey mute mute telling the officers to To mute mute their cameras yeah and then you didn't hear anything else. And like how is you, that even an option? But like you said earlier, too, it's like, to how do you even, why, did it, why does it even have a mute option? Exactly. It should never be muted. Yeah, if it was implemented to give people an accurate account of what happened, yeah. why is that there? And, it, and this is the kind of job to where, you know, even if you, we all know police don't do their jobs all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that primarily in the black neighborhoods because once we call the police, I don't really know how many people call the police, but the niggas are never there on time. No. I mean, it's always 20 to 30 minutes an hour. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So it's like we, I mean, yeah. So it should never be off. But I just want, I don't like to really speak on a lot of issues like that unless somebody's here who's Mm -hmm. passionate about that kind of stuff. And then we can dive into it. I just kind of like to pay my condolences. We get that negative shit on the news every day. This is not the podcast to, you know, really harp on stuff like that. You know, we try and be active and do things in other ways to support the cause, but be aware of what's going on. So again, it's unfortunate, man, but um, condolences go out to Stephon Clark and his family. So the podcast growth has it's been real Mm -hmm. Um, as of late it's been real on the listenership um, scene it's been real on us growing in and adding other podcasts yeah I think that's the most important part right now because we're kind of transitioning into the network side yeah um, and, and it's becoming difficult and, and the reason I say this is because a lot of people have been hitting us up they wanted to join um, or want to join the Roberts Media Group RMG brand and we do appreciate that just know that it takes time it is a vetting process like I've told you guys before it depends on how good or bad your podcast is we the really concept, just don't yeah, the concept the content the yeah you gotta make sure you put in descriptions I mean if you already got a podcast some of the key things you should definitely have figure out if you're gonna have seasons um, if you're just going to do running episodes like I do where there's no seasons, I just continue to push shit out until I get tired of putting it out. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to make sure you have some kind of mission statement. Uh, you need to make sure you have descriptions. Like if you posted something, nobody's going to listen to a podcast with no title and no description. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like eating Audi brand food. And it doesn't need to just be like a regular title, like something. John came and went. <laughs> Episode one. Yeah. Okay. Episode one. What are you talking about? What What is going to make me as a listener want want to to click click on your podcast versus the many others that are out there? Where's the clickbait at? Yeah. And then make sure if you're going to use graphics, make sure your graphics look professional. Make sure your words are spelled properly and make sure they are spelled in even such a way. Even if it's a slang word. Yes, even if it needs to be a slang word that three different um, blacks, Hispanics, and whites know what that word means. If nobody knows what that word means or how that word is spelt but you, 
That means it's probably wrong. If it's not in Webster, the Urban Dictionary, <laughs> no hood, back pocket shit, the niggas is making and, up in the streets. And if other people, like if they're saying it and they're correcting it for you. Then it's probably wrong. Yeah. But make sure you have your shit together, man. And, and, and you know, the hardest part and about telling people. And the, but the hardest part about telling people when you, when you get people to want to come onto the podcast and be under the brand, it is patience. Mm-hmm. And then have all your ducks in a row. Like, treat us like you treat anybody else. If you're going to a professional business meeting for a job or, you know, for a a spot and you're trying to sell somebody reasons why you should be in this position, approach us like that. Don't skate on the friendship. Like, if it's somebody that we know, I think sometimes, and even not even, like, somebody that we know, Mm -hmm. like, up close and personal, just by way of acquaintance. Yeah. I think sometimes people try to skate on that or they feel like they can contact you whenever they feel like yeah, it. Yeah, because I'm your friend, but it's business. When you start <laughs> yeah. talking about podcasting and media and time and, you know, you want information and things that's going to help better you, then at that point in time, especially if you're not paying me, mm-hmm. yeah, that time is real. So I need you to have your ducks in a row. And like you said, the biggest thing, too, with business, too, is kind of like with parents. You know how when you was a kid, you would go to one parent and you say, hey, mama, I want to go outside. And mama tell you, no, yeah. then you, you wait for mama to go back in the room. And then you leave and you go and talk to dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you say, hey, dad, can I go outside? And he may say you can go outside. So then you go outside and mm-hmm. mama see you outside. And it's like, I get your you ass in the house. To. Yeah. And don't go between. Don't do that with me and her. Yeah. I'm the podcast person. The business side, that's all you. Yeah. So if y'all want me to be on somebody's show or y'all want to be on our show or y'all want content or want to work on doing yeah. things together or you want to start a podcast, do all of that straight through info at the reality is an Arteezy. Honestly, it creates confusion and it slows your process down when you do that. Oh, I thought you was going to have some more elaborate No, I'm to just say. saying, it Good does. <laughs> Good talk. It does. I was getting ready to, but you looked at me like, whatever. I'm not, a, I'm not here for that. Okay, good talk. So... If you can tell my voice is a little, it's, I don't know, people may not be able to tell, but to me, I can kind of tell it. I can so tell. I've been kind of um, suffering with migraine. Shout out to the people in my group meet. Shout out to um, some of the people who do listen and they've been keeping up with things and they know that I've been sick um, battling with my migraines. We just found out today that these motherfuckers talking about having surgery. I don't know what kind of surgery they talking about having, mm-hmm. but I ain't trying to have no surgery. Yeah. So. Uh, I got to figure out what I'm going to do. But my migraines happened. Um, you know, we went to D.C. a couple of weeks yeah. ago. The flight from D.C. It was rough on me. Um, it fucked with my sinuses. Got back. Started getting a little minor headaches. Headache turned into a migraine. Anybody who knows what a migraine yeah. is, I've had a migraine mm-hmm. or earache, severe earache, then you know what the fuck I'm talking about. The shit is nothing to play with. I'm pushing it right now by doing this podcast, but I'm just kind of prepping myself for tomorrow. Yeah, and tomorrow, you're being hard-headed because I was thinking that you should save all of that energy for tomorrow. Well, this is not going to be a long podcast. This is a podcast that needs to be done mm-hmm. because we uh, shout out to, I think his name is Terrell Lindsay, one of our Facebook followers for The Reality Is. He brought a, it was a CD um, or album that came out. Yeah, it's uh, called So Many Feelings. And we kind of briefly touched on it. I forgot what episode it was, but um, it's by Show Baraka and Vanessa Hill. And basically it's just like a, um, a candid account of relationships that I think they, he had been married for, I want to say 10 plus years mm-hmm. or so. And so they kind of just give like a real look at relationships through music and when he um, put it on Facebook, I immediately clicked on it because, for one, I like the art. Yeah. So I listened to it, and then just like by the introduction, 
where um, I think he asked her, what did she think of him when she first met him? And the first thing that she said was that she thought he was arrogant and flirtatious. Mm -hmm. And that instantly reminded me of what I thought about you when I first met you. So are we going to dissect the album right now? Because the reason we even brought this up is, like I say, shout out to Terrell Lindsay or Terrell Lindsay. Um, I, I don't know how you pronounce the first name. But, you know, would, respect to it. Yeah. But, you know, it could be Terrell. It could be Terrell, you know, like Terrell Owens. So but oh, he yeah, brought this true. to us and he was like, hey, you know, I just want to know you guys' thought, you know, thought process after listening to this album. Did you think it was unique? And then he also wanted us to answer some of these questions. Is that correct? Yeah. From, from the perspective I think of the album. that's more so like the interludes, because like I said, the beginning of it was like, what did you think about the person when you first met him? Correct. I would agree with hers. I thought you were arrogant. I thought you were um, very flirtatious. I thought you had a lot of women around you. Are these questions that we're... So do you have the questions from... The yeah, thought, just from the interludes. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so I guess we'll go ahead and answer these questions, and then I'll get back to <laughs> what happened with me in the ER and so on and so forth. Now, this really was interesting to me because I only got to listen to about three or four songs. Mm-hmm. But I, like you said, I did like the introduction of how they had the little conversation of asking each other certain questions, and then they answered it. It's almost like they spent 30 seconds to a minute you know, answering certain specific questions with the music playing in the background or the interlude, and then it led into the song. Mm-hmm. So, dope concept. So, what was the question? The first question I got answered, and it was what? What did you think? I guess I would be asking, if I'm asking, it would be, what did you think of me when you first met me? Actually, when I first met you, I'm trying, the first time I actually ever really saw you was when I first walked onto the floor. I tell you that all the time. You had like a black uh, sweater on, because we used to work together if you have not listened to any past episodes of the podcast. But you were wearing like this black jacket, um, a black t shirt, some gray pants, and you had like a short haircut. Well, when I first saw you, I just a thought. Short haircut. Well, it was, but you had like an a ponytail yeah, or something. Yeah, because at that time I was not, yeah, yeah, I wasn't experimenting with my. Well, my first thing when I first saw you, honestly, I just thought innocent, um, kid like, and that's it, just innocent, kid like. That's it. <laughs> Because you have these innocent... You yeah, have, I can see that. You have innocent features. You have these big eyes. And not to be funny, I was right. You are innocent and kid-like. Yeah. I'm a kid at heart. Very goofy. Um, <laughs> So that was it? Yeah. That was... I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, because when... You, I, the thing about it is, I never saw... Like, my first vision of you were you mm-hmm. sitting in a chair. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I told you the first time I saw you, one time I was like, oh, okay, she cute. But you were never my type I think we both kind of yeah you know initially spoke about that when we first started hanging out it was just kind of like we were both cool we worked together but we never looked at each other as like okay I mean of course I'm a dude so it's like you had a little ass so in my mind you're like (laughs) oh yeah I fuck but it wasn't you weren't thinking anything in depth especially for me at that time I was like 26 when I first met you of course so I was overhearing so many different stories because we did work together and I think we set like catacorners each other so I overheard so many stories and that that's kind of the reason why I thought that you were might have been a little bit of a womanizer. Eric Hormonger. But I like the Not fact. Not Killmonger, Eric Hormonger. <laughs> that may be the name of the podcast, Eric Hormonger. I like the fact that even in her, on the on the album, even in her saying that she thought that he was arrogant and flirtatious, yeah. she said that she um, took the time to learn more about his character, which is what I always say. I'm glad that I did. Because, yeah. I mean, you've had stories where people were too afraid to talk to you because of that. Yeah. So I always say I'm glad I took the time to get to know you. Um, And then also, before we go to the next question, um, they talked about the importance of continuing today, especially after you've been with somebody for so long. Yeah, like continuing today and how important it is to um, just be comfortable around each other. And they touched on stroking the ego. 
which is I know something that we've talked about before. As Did they elaborate on that? Because that's the part I didn't hear. Because I don't, I, and I think we talked about this on the podcast before. I don't think people, men and women, I don't mm-hmm. think they understand how important it is to stroke the ego. And for some people, off the top of my head, I can try to explain it because a lot of people, when you say stroking the ego, a lot of people are like, "What is stroking the ego?" Yeah, I feel like stroking the ego from a guy's perspective is not to be funny. Let's say, uh, for instance, you got a promotion in your job. Mm-hmm. Stroking the ego is saying, you know, hey, congratulations, babe. I know that's something you work hard for. Mm-hmm. You deserve it. So on and so forth you know whatever um you are a mother you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so taking care of your kids me would be treating you to a mother's day type celebration or situation that's not on mother's day mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. just saying thank you and showing appreciation on an off day to let you know i see you mm-hmm. that's stroking the ego that little slap on the ass when the ass look good in a new pair of pants or something mm-hmm. when you're going out that's a stroke of the ego. Yeah. Noticing when she gets her hair done, her nails done, something different with her makeup. Maybe she's wearing eyeshadow. Maybe she's wearing eyeliner. Maybe she's wearing matte lipstick. Maybe she's wearing lip gloss. Noticing those little things, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then acknowledging them in that moment because what that does is let you know he's paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. He likes something about you. If you're going to the gym, he's acknowledging that he sees that, you know, maybe your ass is getting fatter. Maybe your calf muscles are toning up. Maybe your skin is clearing up because your diet is changing. Like noticing and acknowledging those things those mm-hmm. are the things that i feel like is stroking the ego and it's vice versa for a guy mm-hmm. guys may not talk about that shit but like we want our ego stroke too we want to feel appreciated mm-hmm. as well and we want somebody to acknowledge the things that are great about us and not the things that so many people feel or see mm-hmm. is negative about us and not just get caught up in the fact of oh they know how i feel about them yeah or whatever but because, actually yeah. putting forth the effort to let it be known which um, we all do that yeah I, de- I definitely feel like we all do especially that the, the longer that you've been with somebody yeah because so. you get tired of the motherfucker um, the other thing that they talked about was the importance of serving your spouse, which you kind of just touched on with that a yeah. little bit. But um, what is, I guess, they also talked about rough seasons. Okay. So well, we've had a lot of those. <laughs> what do you think the cause of our most difficult seasons were in our relationship? Selfishness. That was what theirs was. I think it's selfishness selfish. on both parts. Yeah, I think yeah. it's selfishness because without going too deep, because like I always tell people, like I know this is a blunt and honest podcast, but when it's not my story, I try not to dive too deep in it unless that's something that you go with. But I think selfishness on our part, on your part, from a perspective of, because I know you would come to me and you would be like, well, I'm not getting this, 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 and this. And I was like, okay, I could get that. And it was certain times where I knew I wasn't doing those things. And I was like, well, do you know, did you notice that I used to do those things and now mm-hmm. I'm not doing those things? And you would kind of look at me and be like, excuse me, you would be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so the things that I asked you about months ago or a year ago that never changed, did you ever do those things? And I think that's one good thing we did have is we were able to communicate and actually talk about things. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling you that, and I was like, did you ever do these things that I asked you about? And he was like, I didn't. And I was like, so if I was already doing those things that you wanted to be done, but the things that I was asking you for never got done, why the fuck would I keep doing those Mm -hmm. things that you wanted me to keep, you know, that you wanted to be done? And he was like, I didn't think of that like Mm -hmm. that. And you used to always kind of get mad when I would say you're selfish. Mm-hmm. And you would be like, how am I selfish? I give you and I do this. And I was like, because yeah, I do try so yeah. hard to be such a given person, but that is something that you, and especially 
um, now that we're not together, like yeah. th- I think that was what I spent my first couple of months doing is like reevaluating who I was. Yeah. So it's like looking back, I can see. Oh, okay, now I know what he means when he said that I was being selfish. Yeah. It, and I think for me, as an only child, I always fought against being called um, selfish exactly. because we get that rap automatically. But the thing about it too is you can't <laughs> always look at the things that you need to work the, on yes. as negative things or exactly. slights to you. And I think that's the thing that I tried to get you to understand. I was like. I'm not trying to dog you out mm-hmm. by saying that you're selfish. I'm saying that you're selfish and I'm telling you in what way that you're selfish mm-hmm. in hopes that you can acknowledge that, fix that, mm-hmm. and then we can get back on track and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. And Whereas I think that, you were vocal, you know that you're selfish with your time. And yeah. Your, yeah. Yeah. It's like I don't mind giving things and doing things, but I am selfish with my time. What does that mean? That means I like to be by myself mm-hmm. more than I like to be around people. That's why a lot of times when I'm invited to networking events, I don't show up because I enjoy just sitting. Not to be funny, like right now I got on some uh, like some chill gap shorts and my Notre Dame hoodie with no t-shirt on and some socks you mean on. Your Notre Dame robe. My Notre Dame it's robe, wide yeah. Open. Wide open with, with no your shirt. Beer on. Yeah. And I ain't had a haircut in like two weeks because the noise yeah. from a razor and or anything touching or head. anything touching my scalp will set my migraines off. Like I can't do nothing with that. So Yeah, so they talked about selfishness and then the other part with with that was not understanding each other's expectations. And I think, you know, one of the things that you always talk about is um, you made it plain what your expectations were. But also you have to keep in mind that if a certain if a person is not used to certain things, it's like they have to come to an understanding of what those expectations are. So that caused some hiccups. And expectations change, too. They do. I think you got to be able to look at expectations to to year six. I mean, (laughs) expectations change. I think I know for me and you, I think one of the things that we didn't do sometimes was we fell off on. Uh, explaining our expectations mm-hmm. as they begin to change. Yeah. So, because we are two totally different people yes. than when we first met. Yes. And it's a good thing. Yeah. So, um, let's see. The other one was about conflict. How? Because <laughs> I didn't have a lot. So of that basically, shit today. it was established in the, during the album that it's unavoidable. Yes. I'm very. Um, I avoid conflict at all. Yeah, you're non-confrontational. Yeah. Keep talking. I'm going to go get my lighter. At any cost, I try to avoid conflict. And sometimes that's to my own detriment because I'll end up um, just holding stuff in to the point where any little thing that happens, I will completely blow up. And that wasn't good because a lot of times we would get into it about, it would just be like a minor disagreement. And it would turn into something major because yeah. I had, and I'd be like, "What the fuck? Like, why, like, why are we on one thousand right now?" Because I had spent so much time trying to be non-confrontational and yeah. just letting stuff slide to yeah. where it just exploded. And you would always be like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry," and I'm like, "Please stop saying you're sorry." Like the one thing that drives me up the wall is somebody who says sorry all the time for something that. I wasn't even sorry really for sorry for yeah. sometimes, or I didn't to, even have to apologize yeah. for it, but I was just trying to, you Avoid know, keep conflict. the peace, so yeah. to speak, because I'm not, I don't like confrontation. I, I don't like drama. So, um, I guess you're real quick to just be dismissive. That is that how you handle conflict? Uh, to an extent. You yeah. know, I had that today. Um, all of you guys know about me and my brother not talking. Yeah. Um, it continues on. Uh, Almost a year later, like yeah. every time you think it's been put to rest and everybody's just moving in their own direction, yeah. but it's no, it's no grudge. It's yeah. no love lost. It's, it is what it is. It's like, we're, we're moving in different directions. And so then it like rears this ugly head again at the most inopportune time. Yeah. And I think what made it worse today is the fact that, um, he knew that you were just getting out of the hospital, Yeah, but yet, and still he chose this time. 
to carry this on. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I'll talk a little bit more about that. Not too much. You know, I try not to give too much light to foolishness. Mm-hmm. But um, conflict, the reason I brought my brother up is because today, you know, I heard from him via text. And he was like, you never like to address anything with me. You just keep running. And I was like, I ain't running, bro. But if it's negative energy, I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck if it's a brother, a family member, a friend, or somebody I just ran into. Like, I don't want negative energy in my life. Mm-hmm. So it ain't about running from you mm-hmm. because... You know, I just don't like negative energy. So I don't wouldn't call myself dismissive. I'm dismissive in extreme situations, in extreme situations where people want to fight, in extreme okay. situations where, you know, it's name calling, extreme mm-hmm. situations that I know if I let my attitude get to that point and become my old self, I could get hurt or somebody else could get hurt. Well, and I mean, and when you start talking about money that could be lost and mm-hmm. uh, not to be funny, the eyes that we have on us right now, mm-hmm. the circles that we've been able to be in, like you got to think about three, four years ago. We was just doing what we doing. Mm-hmm. In the last six months, we've been in the same rooms with, uh, what's his name? TV One guy? Yeah, Roland Martin. Roland Martin, Michelle Hope, DJ Miss Milan, uh, Cole from Martin. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, uh, what's Lil the other Ray. guy named? Lil Rail. Like, we've been in some rooms with people to where it's like, it's, we. I feel like we're getting closer. Mm-hmm. We can't fuck this up over stupid shit. So when when I started, when people, when you ask me the question about dismissing people mm-hmm. in relationships or friendships, I only dismiss when I feel like it's foolishness that could be detrimental to me, my brand, or someone else. Okay, so I, when it comes to the relationship, when it comes I will to the rephrase it, and I won't say dismissive, okay. but I will say very nonchalant. You shut down. You can shut down real quick. And for somebody that is um, an extreme filler like myself, yeah, it that. That bugs me to know. Yeah, end. I am nonchalant because I don't <laughs> believe in raising my voice. I used to be a person, if you know the old me, I was a person that argued. I was a person mm-hmm. to holler, cuss, fight. Now I'm like, I don't have time for that. Yeah. You screw the and I don't like to argue. I think for me, I do just like to talk things out. Yeah. Sometimes I can't talk them to death because I want to feel like I'm getting everything out. Or I your do. levels start to rise and you be like, I I, mean, and rise, <laughs> and rise. And I always try to tell you, like, even when I know that I'm getting louder, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, like, I'm not yelling at you. Yeah. I'm just passionate about what I'm saying. So I do and make that, that point. point. I can sit there and listen because yeah. you put a disclaimer. Exactly. Out. Um, so the title track is so many feelings. And I think the thing that stood out to me with that for the most part was just saying sometimes the guy or woman just wants you to listen and not try to fix it. Cause I've always been a fixer. You tell me something, I'm going to try to figure out, well, you should do this or how can I fix it for you? Mm -hmm. Like that's just always been my nature. Yeah. That's the nurture in you. Yeah, I mean that's like I always tell you. I'd be like, you remind me of mom because you always trying to fix something. Like I've had to tell my mom a million times. I'm like, nah, ma, I don't need you to really do nothing. I just mm-hmm. need you to listen. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when you start trying to fix shit that don't need to be fixed, you start breaking shit. Exactly. Or you start moving shit around, and you like that's not the place it was in. Yeah. Put that shit back <laughs> now. It's just like today when I was talking to my mom. I think you were in the car. We was in the car. We was driving back from the yeah. the doctor's appointment. You're driving back because I can't drive right now. Mm-hmm. And um. I called my mom and I was like, because she had questions about the doctor and Mm -hmm. if I had to have surgery and so on and so forth. And she just went off and started talking and you had already answered all her questions. And I said, Ma, shut up and listen. 
But the relationship I had with my mom, she just busted out laughing. Yeah. And she was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I know because she knew that yeah, she was going she too far. Yeah, she had been kind of like yeah. ever since yesterday mm-hmm. when we figured out, you know, we were trying to get a second opinion or whatever. So it's like she was texting me and calling me. And I love your mom to death. So it doesn't bother me. But it's like when you're in the midst of trying to fix something, it's like I felt like I was, I had stuff going on every side. Like, damn, Mama Roberts, chill the fuck out. I got <laughs> I this like, shit. Please. I got this shit. Let me work, goddammit. <laughs> Let me fucking work. <laughs> so, no, I do appreciate it, man. And and that Bell's Palsy shit, to take a break from the, the mm-hmm. CD, the, uh, the Bell's Palsy shit is the reason all of this has happened. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, this is just a little shit-talking podcast, man. We just come to update you guys. Tomorrow, I'm going to be sh- doing an all-guys podcast. Shout out to the homie Jeremiah Anderson, Frank Minicun, uh Red Boy of Red Boy Radio on, on Arab Media. Oh, this is going to be great. Yeah, and then we're interviewing uh, Georgetta Foreman, which is George's, George, George's, George Foreman's first daughter, is it? Is it the first daughter? He, you it, know, he got like 10 kids. Yeah, but I think it's his first daughter. <laughs> okay. At least that's what the Connect from Essence told us. Okay. So, we are interviewing... Having an all guys podcast, Georgetta forming tomorrow. I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I look forward to it. I'll be doing some studying for her later on. Uh, next week we'll be in Houston, you mm-hmm. know, paying a little bills uh, out there shooting and doing a podcast with Gabe Silva. Um, he is the child actor that we always give a shout out for take action yes. to apparel and gear. I exactly. haven't met him in person. Yeah, and we, he's uh, so excited. Yeah, we did the first interview over the phone, and I know we always have these live events. And his mom was telling me, she was like, every time he sees your live events, um, I think he saw the Martin Trivia Live one, and he wanted to come. Yeah, and she was like, I don't think that's a kid event, <laughs> and he was mad. And he was like, Well, tell him to throw a kids event. Yeah. So I know me and you've been trying to work on, you know, getting a kid event together to where maybe we can get Gabe to come out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Help host and do his thing. So. Um, Houston, be ready. Um, be interviewing the homie um, Jason Houston. Huey yeah. um, from Texarkana. Man, he's out there. And he's an HBCU grad. I think he's a Kappa. So we'll be out you there. You all these Kappas. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be out there holding it down with him in H Town, man, and just kind of enjoying Easter weekend and see what's going on out there, man. So yeah, that's always about. To I gotta put out this little, you know, little thing. Cause I, what am I talking about right now? I thought you were gonna tell him about the ER. So, when I found out about my headache, the thing about ER, first of all, I hate the ER. I hate the ER for many reasons. Yeah. The ER just spells poor to me. Yeah. Well, that's the and only I'm not, why I knew yeah. it was bad. And I'm not saying that I'm better than anybody, but you know me, and I just don't like being in Mm-mm. meager situations. Exactly. Now, this sounds real arrogant. Some people are laughing. Some people are probably saying, who the fuck this nigga yeah. think he is? I don't give a fuck. If you don't know who the fuck I am, then fuck you. And uh, if you know who, to, uh, who I am, then you understand what I'm saying. I get sick easy. Yeah. I don't like germs. I don't like being around people coughing, so on and so forth. My head was hurting so goddamn bad, and I was by myself that night that I had to drive myself to the ER. So these are the reasons why yeah. I don't like going to the ER, because every reason that I don't like going to the ER happened that motherfucking night. <laughs> I got there. I was sitting out there maybe fucking 10 minutes, man. You know, I'm not going to harper y'all and tell y'all a 10-minute joke. Shout out to the homie Harper. Uh, a 10-minute story, but... I went into the ER. They called me. They put me into the back or whatever like that. First of all, this little Indian lady, this little racial bitch, uh, racist bitch. She's not racist, but she's still a bitch for the shit she did. So she was talking to me that night, and she was like, hey, what's going on? I was telling her my symptoms with my head, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, we just got back from D.C. I had a little sinus pressure on my, you know, when we mm-hmm. landed in D.C. It could be that. My ear was hurting. Mm-hmm. Do you drink? I was like, no, nah, I don't drink no more. Do you do this? Do you do that? No, nah, I don't do no cocaine. I don't do this. I don't do that. Do you smoke? I was like, I started smoking about a year ago. I smoke every now and again. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I smoked actually tonight to try and help with my migraines. Mm-hmm. 
This bitch put on my my medical records that I'm a smoker. You and you didn't even notice it. A nicotine smoker. Yeah, not, every not, day, not, not yeah. just occasional, but she yeah. put every day, current everyday smoker, which, which would have an effect on your insurance and my job. Exactly. With me being the position I have in my job, mm-hmm. bitch, you rice patty eating muffin. Like you gonna put that <laughs> shit. On my damn record. Now, like you said, you caught the shit. Shout out to Dr. Bang, who changed it later mm-hmm. for me to correct that shit. But that's reason one, number one. People treat you like, it's kind of like going to prison. Everybody's the same person. They just, you know, you just a number, mm-hmm. they put you in a hole. So then they put me in a little uh, waiting area back inside the ER. I get back there. It's groceries, like, everywhere. Like, everybody's just camped out in the fucking ER <laughs> waiting room. Motherfuckers is snoring. It's one dude who... Uh, you ever seen an episode of Martin when the dude was like, uh, the Santa, the drunk Santa Claus? He told mm-hmm. myself, la 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 la, like that dude. Till the season to be jolly. That was at the bus station, wasn't it? Oh my god! See, that's why I say you can't uh-huh. get worked up. <laughs> so it's the, it was a guy who was there who looked like him, and he was just in there snoring. He like. Oh. I'm like What the fuck So then it was another dude He's sitting in the corner With a gunshot wound On his right shoulder I'm like This nigga's like bleeding Like He has a big ass guy On his shoulder And it's soaked And it's bleeding I'm like How long you been sitting there He's like Yeah we've been there About two hours And I'm thinking If he hear a shot For two hours How long I'm gonna be here For a a flesh wound it was a flesh. Then there was another girl around the corner talking about some, uh, I swear to God, I've been down here, bitch, for two hours. If they don't fucking come out here, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? She's talking about some girl, I don't know, but this bitch just keep walking by me. Like, she don't even see me. I'm about to go crazy in here. I was like, okay. I literally was texting you and I said, yeah, you are. this is why at like 1.30 in the I morning, I felt so bad I said, for this one. is why I don't fucking come to the ER. Because, because you don't come when you called me, you was like, I'm about to go to the ER. And I was like, oh shit, it must be serious. I sleep, man. Yeah. And then you text me and as soon as you got there, Excuse it seemed like as soon as you got there, you was like, well, I'm about to go. And I said, you already drove up there. Like you might as well stay. I got there at 12.30. I literally didn't leave the ER till 5.30. That's crazy. Five fucking th- I could have been dead Yeah I could have had a brain aneurysm They ended up taking everybody out So the people left their groceries Then it was a lady <laughs> Who They literally left their groceries It was like white Walmart sacks And food So then it was a lady Who came through And she had like uh, A blanket on mm-hmm. And a robe with, your, with her ass out Like the hospital robes <laughs> So And she has on house shoes And she slides So I'm I, I, I try to lay my head back And I hear mm-hmm. her Like her feet slice <laughs> Cause she got on those flip flops. Yeah. She walks into the waiting area. I look out. I, I barely, I have my glasses on. So I barely open my eyes and I look and I'm watching her. She looks around. The room is empty. It's just me. <laughs> she goes and she looks in the bag, the grocery bag. She's not rummaging hers. through everybody else's yeah. groceries. Got up. <laughs> <laughs> continues to walk down the hall and. <laughs> 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 I said, 
And literally, I looked up, I saw her ass, and oh she literally god. began to shit oh while she was fucking walking. Oh my god! I shit you, motherfucking. Not. You do realize this can only be one of your stories. Like you have the most amazing story. And people ever. probably say that, but I'm not. They probably think I make this shit no, up. I swear to God, I'm not. It's lying. so funny because I've only experienced this with you, and then my new coworker friend that mm. I have. She's like, she calls herself Anthony Jr. Mm. Anytime something happens, because she's like, she told me one time, she was like, you will never be able to relate to anything that happens to me because you just float through life. Bad you shit. do not have bad luck. Bad shit. Something happened the other day, and she was like, you want to know why it happened? Because I'm Anthony Jr. Yeah, it's just bad <laughs> luck. Shit just happens with you. My, my visit to the ER was so bad. I went in, like, the only light was it was an attractive uh, Asian nurse She had like Long blonde hair This full sleeve tattoo A little ass This bitch was dumb We went in the room And she was like So what ear is hurting you I said my right ear This bitch checked My whole left ear <laughs> She didn't even look At my right ear So this I was thinking That she was like Okay he said His left ear So that's her left Not my left I mean, her right, yeah, not my you gonna right. Give her a pass. No, just because she fine, though. She was stupid <laughs> as fuck. I was like, this bitch checked my whole left ear. Mm. And they done prescribed me for earache medicine when it was oh, yeah, a migraine. And it was totally mis- like, yeah. misdiagnosed. The ER will fuck you. It's like going in the county. Yeah. Going into any ER anywhere to me is like going to fucking county. I think county, you had man. two misdiagnoses. Yeah. This yeah, whole one from the weekend. ER and then one from the specialist that they yeah. referred you to. Which in the auto learning this motherfucker stuck a scope about 12 inches long up my motherfucking nose yeah. and down my throat. What did you say? <laughs> I don't know. You was, said you've been in my head, literally. Yeah, because that motherfucker stuck that thing all up and through my shit. It was bad business. Ch- uh, I want to give a shout out to Delaware. Uh, they got child support cards, child support EBT cards <laughs> that prohibits um, these lying ass broads out here from going and getting gas, rent, adult clothing, and things like liquor on the EBT card. Mm. Shout out to Delaware. They doing a test run, I think, on these EBT cards. And they were talking about it on The Real uh, the other day. And, of course, some people was like, should people be able to dictate what women or people who receive child support do with their money? Yes, they should. Because mm. it's a lot of women out here who get this child support money and oh, they ain't yeah. spending it Definitely on the kids. Definitely abuse the system. They ain't using it on the and kids. And they abuse the the guys that give it to them willingly. Too. It reminds me of my goddamn daddy. I remember my, I tell y'all all the time, my dad always just tries to, for the longest when I was, uh, you know, when I tried to start talking back to my dad, he would always go for my mom. You know, and I remember one time I was like, you was never around. You never sent us nothing. And he was like, that's because I was paying your mama child support. And I was like, you mean the money that you supposed to be fucking paying? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I, I mean, they took 10, it was taking $10,000 out of my thing a year. And I was like, okay. Okay. It I costs said, way but, more but than listen, that to raise the listen, kids. He was like, yeah, I was 18 years old and out the house by then. Back I said, so support. you was paying back child support for not paying for the shit that you was paying when we was really, str- like, uh, like, ha ha Dave say, when we was struggling, struggling. <laughs> shit. That's when you was supposed to be fucking paying the nigga. Yeah. The fuck you talking about, boy? That's just crazy to me. That it is. I don't understand. You know what? I'm going to dive into family look quick, and then I'm going to get off. Just don't get yourself worked it's up. It's so crazy because y'all know the aftermath of the whole thing. I don't even know. You know what? I'm not going to do it. Please I don't, don't even know. It's not even worth it's it. It's not. Like, no one that was involved not, in that is even worth it at I'm this not, point. 2018, like, I'm not bringing that energy in here. Like, it's almost I'm not bringing that energy in here. I'm not. Yeah. All I will say is for the people who know me, you know me. If you ever hear lies out here in these streets about me, 
you should know me well enough to where you could call bullshit on bullshit as people. And if you but don't, it's so, I, I mean, I'm so, I, I, I really look at it like people say, you must be getting ready to go somewhere when your enemies start to become as close as your family members, like your brother and people you grew up with. Like, I must be getting ready to go somewhere. I pray to God I am. Yeah. Because the, the reason that I want money, and like I said all the time, I've been saying it, is to help people. I want to buy shit. I want, yeah, of course, I want to buy shit and I want to have a great life. Yeah. But I truly want to help people and give something back. Mm -hmm. That's truly. But the funniest thing I heard today, somebody that used to be close to me said, I've always been about money. And I basically used people to get the things that I want. And I think about my life and I think about how hard I work. Mm -hmm. And I think about how much effort and money mm -hmm. that I put into, mm -hmm. how sick I am sometimes, and I still do this podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, how dare somebody say that? And then but I, typically, I, that's and then just I, people projecting yeah. their own behavior onto, onto you, you. Because when you compare the two, if you look at your life and you look at that person's life, who's really been the culprit of doing that? Of using women. And I was just like, I, I literally was just taken aback. So, I'm actually taken aback a lot of times when people talk to me about me. Well, when people talk about me, but not to me. Mm -hmm. And then when people be like, And they're hey. in the same room with you, and it's a totally different story. Yeah. Like, that's amazing to me. And then the plan that someone had set up to jump me at my weakest moment. Yeah. I feel like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Like, I, if I could, that's this, a coward. This, this is I like ever, a Dave Chappelle yeah. moment. Like, I won't get deep into it, y'all, but let's just say I had somebody literally. I'm like, Dave Chappelle, I feared for my life. <laughs> now, I didn't literally fear for my life, but it was funny because literally, I just got out of the hospital. I've been in and out of the hospital. Yeah. I am on three hydrocodone right now. Mm -hmm. Right now. Now. <laughs> You're crazy. And what I thought was going to be a conversation, if it was going to be one, was going to be someone trying to set me up to jump me mm. and catch me off guard. And how old are we, though? We 30-something. Yeah. Bitch, nigga. That just goes to show you that that person has nothing to lose. And I was thinking in my... I, I literally thought to my head and to myself, I said... Wait till I get healthy and get back in the gym and start lifting these weights and we're going to see what the fuck started popping off. That's crazy. I just would like for the whole situation to just Go be what away. it is. It's, it's nothing. I literally just, said that just today. Mo keep moving said, in your direction. I said, if you I don't moving. fuck with you yeah. and you don't fuck with me, nigga, let it be. Yeah, that's it. Like, let it be. You ain't got to ever speak to me again or talk to me again. Y'all don't owe it. But if you start wishing home on my life, like Stephen A. Smith say, on my life, <laughs> that's gonna, it's a problem. Yeah. But I also think people don't understand the range. Like, this is the, this is the thing that I tell people that you got to be leery about. If I see you now, let's just say I see Artesia now. I see you. Mm -hmm. Let's say I move away to New York and I don't see you for five years, but every now and again I talk to you or every now and again I saw you. Mm -hmm. Five years ago, you're a different person. Mm -hmm. You could have had sniper training. Mm -hmm. You could have had gun training. Exactly. You could have affiliations in places that make people disappear from places that they don't know that they can disappear from. Mm -hmm. You could have seen dead bodies that change you. Mm 
You could have seen drug deals that are so high above your motherfucking head that you would think that, wow, this is really how I was going and I was nickeling. Like, that's things that you have seen mm-hmm. and there are parts of you that have changed in that five-year parameter or time frame that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. And I may come back to you and say, I know you mm-hmm. and not know that your ass is learning ninjutsu mm-hmm. and shitsu. And you got a sniper license and everything else. And I don't even know what the fuck I'm asking for. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking to you like I know every cotton picking thing you've been doing. <laughs> and I don't know nothing. And the element of surprise. Surprise. Wow. <laughs> All right. to play with you tonight. Do you have the rest of those notes? We can finish these up. We got about 10, 15 more minutes. We can finish up this thing for uh, Terrell Lindsay, man. I mean, I think that we pretty much we did it full circle. But y'all need to go listen to this yeah, album. Yeah, you definitely the should. Na- na- give, give them the name of the album and the artist again. Um, it is So Many Feelings by Show Baraka and Vanessa Hill. And shout out to everybody, man, who continues to buy. Uh, these reality is t-shirts we got some dad hats uh, yeah. we are working on the website the website should be up by the end of april so as far as the network as far as the network is concerned and we are still working on some live shows um to have here around the city in dallas which we will be bringing those dates to you we are going to do some more traveling later in the year and this summer we'll be bringing those dates to you keep up with us on instagram by going to the reality is and following us on the reality is live a lot of times i'll drop some stuff there in houston we're going to be doing a lot of shooting yeah. We should have a lot of video, a lot of creative shit. I'm We're trying excited. to connect with I a lot of people. Like so fully back to 100. percent Yeah, then. me too. So it, it definitely should be dope. So be sure to keep up with all things. The reality is by going to www.therealityis.com. That's T H A. The reality is also follow us at the reality is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can listen to previous podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Player.fm, Listen Notes, and more. If you would like to be a guest on the show, you would like us to answer one of your questions from our perspective, like we just kind of did with Terrell Lindsay answering these CD questions or this album questions, because it feels funny saying CD, because that shit sounds old as fuck. I'm showing my age. Be sure to email us at info at therealityis.com or give us a call and leave us a message at 469-351-9681. I need to check that because I think we got a couple of calls the other day. And we will be sure to answer that question on the upcoming podcast. Last but not least. Be sure to leave us a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on. We don't care if it's a good review. We don't care if it's a bad review. We just want to hear from you. Next, uh, in the next week and a half, we will have Philip Washington. He was just on a couple episodes ago with um, uh, Justin Martin. Justin Martin. Mm-hmm. He just came out with a new book on investing. So he will be in the studio with me talking about investing and promoting his new book. Mm-hmm. Also, Chauncey fam She's a local Dallas realtor Who just sold my Doing her thing Doing a motherfucking thing My mom put her house On the motherfucking market Yesterday Chauncey done sold that bitch Tonight <laughs> Tonight She's amazing Tonight Yeah, yeah. Like Chauncey She's Chauncey, about her business Chauncey fam Chauncey the real Chauncey the Dallas realtor mm-hmm. Look her up On Facebook On Instagram I love she anybody With a good work ethic She will sell sh- your motherfucking house And yeah. she will take care of you 
My mom hit me up today and she was like, I don't got no, I'm homeless. Yeah. I said, Mom, you can have my. I uh, said, you better have a packing party. Yeah, I said, it's time to go. And that's exactly what I told her. I said, invite <laughs> me and Artesia, get unpacking them. Yeah. I said, all you need to do is I'll help you. We get a few bottles of wine. Mm-hmm. We get some good music going. Yeah. Uh, and no games. We just dance and we take all your shit down. And in about exactly. two to three hours, you should be good to and go. She's going to be traveling anyway. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Just put it in storage and enjoy enjoy the fruits of your labor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Start living life like a real nigga, not a bitch nigga. It's a lot of those running around. Man, look at her. I always remember the NL Courage to XL success, but the way I'm feeling right now and the way people coming for me, I think it's about time for me to ride my own motherfucking dick sometime. I'll talk to y'all next week. This is the reality is where filtering becomes extinct. Y'all be blessed. Don't hate on nobody. Love on somebody. It's not blaming people. I can't do nothing for these niggas, they ain't done shit for me. You know, I can't do nothing for these hoes, even if they did something for me. You know, fuck you, pay me, ain't shit free. Fuck you, pay me, ain't shit free. Fuck you, pay me, ain't shit free. Ain't shit free. Ain't shit free. I said, fuck you, pay me, ain't shit free. Fuck you, pay me, ain't shit free. Fuck you, pay me, ain't shit Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.